Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 19 of Mixed Up with Mary and Monty. I am Monty. And I am Mary. Mary, how are you today? <laughs> Monty, you can see how I'm doing today. <laughs> this is a fantastic day, everybody. <laughs> Monty makes me wake up on Sundays early after I do all the things on Saturday night. We stay out too late with my other friends out there on the other side. So We have this weird thing where we, uh, we either go really early in the morning or we go really, really late at night. Yeah. And so <laughs> one day we'll find like a medium like a um, Saturday at two. Yeah. Or something. That would be amazing. We could do it poolside or With something. With a barbecue. Yeah. Barbecue. Po- like poolside podcasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd probably be pretty rad. I think we'd have a lot of uh, visitors that oh, way too. Totally. So. totally. <laughs> so for those of you listening, you're going to hear probably a little bit of a hum and all you audio files out there who are going to s- submit a complaint via social media that, oh, you really got to work on your levels. Oh, you got to record better. You know what? It's like 118 degrees today, mm-hmm. and I refuse to sit in a house that is sweltering because I want the, the, the levels to be good. So you'll hear some AC hum. Deal with it. <laughs> it's white noise. It's... it's, it's- <laughs> We'll just continue talking so that we, yeah, true Arizona podcast. That's right. (laughs) We got to deal with AC all the time. I was just mentioning how much I love this house though, because it's always cold. Oh, I keep it. Always nice and freezing in Monty's house. Freezing. It's the only way to have your home. (laughs) It has been really, really ridiculously hot. Like it's exhausting. It's like. I can't believe we're talking about the weather, by the way. And I know it's like, it's almost like you lived in Arizona your entire life. You know, it's hot. I get it. I know it, but I still, the older I get, the more like uncomfortable I am in it, you know, and I'm just like, oh, this is terrible. (laughs) This is terrible. And then now we're sitting here talking about the weather like old people do. Like old people, exactly. (laughs) Welcome to your grandparents' podcast. Today, we are going to talk about this new technology called cassette tapes. (laughs) Have you heard of these? (laughs) I heard they sound better than vinyl. (laughs) <laughs> they do. There's a whole... <laughs> oh. So what are we talking about today, Mary? Today we're going to talk about about the best, yeah. about the best stuff. Yeah, it's June. We, it's it's June. mid-year. Um, this year's been a fucking doozy. It has uh, been. I think emotionally and oh, mentally yeah. and politically and on every level. It's been pretty exhausting. It so. has been, and it's uh, severely affected my, my listening because I... Is whenever someone dies, I spend like a week mm-hmm. just revisiting everything that yeah. they did, and a whole bunch of people have died this year. So yeah, it's really weird. I mean, like that's what we have to make ourselves feel better. It's always going to be the case where movies and music reflect our fears, mm-hmm. our desires, our hopes. You know, all of the things that we're feeling about everything. Yep. And then the music that I attach to is something to make me feel better, which I'm not alone in that because. Mm-hmm. With everything that's happened, I mean, in this month alone, with Orlando and oh, that, terrible. you know, um, listening to music was very essential for me the next day, you know, because yep. that's what those people wanted to go do. It's the same to me as what happened in Paris, you know, mm-hmm. these people just wanted to go out and have a good evening and dance and listen to music and be with their friends. Yep. And that's what we do every day, you know, and that's why we're together because we want to hang out with our friends. And once somebody... Um, scares you from doing that that's that's horrible so 
So we're here, and we're going to keep on watching movies that we love and making, well, you can make some movies that I will love. <laughs> and we'll put together mixes and listen to our music and make ourselves feel better in this world that's so fucking crazy. Yeah. So. It's crazy how much stuff has happened like since the last time we talked. Right. It hasn't, it hasn't been that long. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. In a month alone, I mean, with the Brexit stuff with yeah. the UK, it's um, I, I'm not trying to bring it down, but this is the world we live in, and I always kind of treat our podcast as a diary, as a journal oh, yeah. of what's going on in our lives and in the world as well. And how do we, how do we translate that and feel better about the things that are going on? Exactly. And this is how. And for a lot of artists, those, those events that happen in the world severely affect what they put out. True. So, you know, it may not be immediate that we hear some of these results, but the way our world is changing, you know, six months down the line, a year down the line, we'll start to feel these emotions come out. And right. many of the artists that we, the artists that we listen to, you know, their art that they come out with. Yeah. Like I said, it's a coping mechanism for all of us to use That's music right. and the arts to express ourselves. So, um, so I like that we're doing the best of now to kind of find those gems that have helped us so far this year. Exactly. And things we've enjoyed. So, so, what went along with the tragedies that we've had this year has also come a like reawakening for me in old music. Yeah. Or not old music, but like the music from these artists that I never really paid attention to. So I have listened to like more Prince albums, like especially the latter Prince albums. Yeah. Uh, more intently than I have his early stuff. And the same with Bowie, things that I'd never really listened to. Now I'm collecting back up. And I even took time. Yeah. To listen to like, uh, you know, just thinking about some of the more like movie wise princes under the cherry moon. I've revisited. <laughs> I've revisited Purple Rain. You know, I, I, everything from yeah. like these artists, even David Bowie. I watched I think I've seen every movie that he's been in since he died. And so uh, going back and revisiting these albums has given me like a almost like a like I haven't really listened to a lot of the new stuff that has come out. And even the stuff that comes out that people are like, oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. It's almost unfair because I'm listening to the older stuff. Yeah. yeah. To such yeah. like, you know, like mainstays, like <laughs> albums that have lasted the test of time. Of course. So now I'm like in this mind state of like, oh, this isn't going to last. Or and it's unfair oh, almost, no. you know, like it's almost oh, unfair. No. Like, oh, this isn't this is this will be good this year, <laughs> but maybe not next year. Well, now, how do you know? Exactly. You know, yeah. It, it, your your moods will change. Your, your thoughts will change. Well, your feelings me... will change about it. But I think it's interesting you talking about going retrospectively because so many people, you know, and the and valuing the artists we do have more. Yeah. You know, that's another key factor. It's just like life. I mean, we all yeah. have gone through this before, but um, and it, it had me go back and and look at the best of our two best ofs year year editions that we did, yeah. and our one best of half year edition so it had me go back and look at those like reanalyze stuff and see what i'm still listening to see well, what stuff i haven't touched since yeah what was the ratio by. of like, it was about what 50 50 yeah yeah it, and yeah. it still is like the top like five yes. of each year i'm yeah. i've still gone back to like last year my my number one was that Suf john album and i've revisited mm -hmm. that at least one time in this new year so yeah it didn't just stop if we keep doing this podcast for a decade, can you imagine what we'll have content-wise? <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> we can go back and be like, oh, these really made it through the best of the 
the Monty and Mary era. That's right. You do a decade, uh, <laughs> a decade look back, best of, or uh, like a best of the decade. Yeah. Like, right? Oh, man, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> but yes, I can't believe that we're on 19. That's know, pretty exciting. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's I was exciting. just thinking about that recently. And, you know, a lot of, you know, I talk to people about podcasts a lot, and I listen to a ton of podcasts. So I hear people tell me, oh, you should do it weekly. And I say to them, I'm like, we'd you know, love to do it weekly. We'd love to do it weekly, but it, it's tough to make time kind of match up and the turnaround for these because I have to edit everything into it right. takes a little bit longer than a normal podcast. Monty, do you do so much work. Well, there are so and there are so many people who like they'll do a podcast and then in 24 hours it's up. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly because they just have to take out a few edits here and there and then bump it in, but you, know, you I and think, I are different. Yeah. <laughs> We're unique. <laughs> so ours, uh, ours takes a little bit it's more. Just the uh, two of us. Tinkering, it's just so. the two of us too. That's right. So there and, is, and I can't. Uh, and Monty is the best editor ever because he deals <laughs> with all my ums and yas and <laughs> giggling and my fuck yous and my <laughs> all the I other stuff. I keep all the curse words in. Those, those give us. Uh, those those keep us edgy. <laughs> You're <us> welcome. Edgy. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the edge of glory. Do you listen to any podcasts? Is there like a, a any uh, podcast I mean, right now that you're like WTF? Marin yeah. is my favorite. Yeah, I have dreams about Mark Marin. It's ridiculous. Like That's his awesome. voice in my head, you know. Because Mark Marin also, um, when I found him, it was 2009, and it was a difficult time. And so mm-hmm. I listen to Mark because I want to hear Mark talk about himself, and he makes me feel normal. You know. Yep. So. Um, uh, Chris Shefflett from Foo Fighters has a good one. The he walk really, in, I didn't know um, that. Walk in the Floor. Oh, wow. Yeah, he interviews people, um, mostly musicians. It's really good. He was doing it on the road. Like, he'll do it in between shows, which I yeah. think is cool, because then I get a little insight into that. Um, I listen to The Best Show at work quite often. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. that guy's funny. So. I, and, listen- I mean, do you consider NPR... Yeah, exactly. In a way. I listened to an NPR music one called Microphone Check with Ali mm-hmm. Shaheed Muhammad. Oh, that's right. You've told me about that one before. He brings on great guests and they don't just talk about like their hits. He always has like some something aside from their music to mm-hmm. talk about. And that's always the most interesting part. <laughs> yeah. I, I listened to, uh, I'll name this podcast later with Joe Buttons. The rapper. Oh, yeah. He has a really funny like. He has this conspiracy theories part that he puts out there that I just think is fantastic. <laughs> what else do I oh, listen Joe. to? I listen to quite a bit. I yeah, listen you, to, have uh, a, you have a whole slew of podcasts you listen to. Oh, yeah. Even like the film ones are crazy. I listen to Lore, <laughs> which is like a folklore, scary stories by the campfire thing. <laughs> yes. I listen to Shockwaves, which is like my favorite horror podcast out there. I listen to right, – give us give some shouts out to some people. I was there yeah. too with Matt Gorley. He brings on like uh, lesser known people from famous movies and has them sit down and talk about their experience on the movie. Um, I listen to uh, Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you like listen that. to every offshoot of Kevin Smith. I pretty think, much. Right? Pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> and then uh, let's see. Talk. Local Guys. I listen to uh, a Cult Film and Review. I was just on their podcast a couple weeks ago. They Who's do. doing that? Uh, it's a whole bunch of, there's like four, four guests that are on there and they all do fantastic stuff. They're all like, they all love different kinds of movies. So it makes for great conversation when you put them around a table. And was this the thing you did at Phoenix Comic-Con? No, or? Phoenix Comic-Con was different. Phoenix Comic-Con was uh, really just kind of wanting to explore like 
movies and you know what music music buffs kind of felt like influence movies and stuff it was it was real experimental and yeah. it a lot of it went you know it was it was very like it felt almost too formal at times mm. which i didn't you know i don't like the real formal structure <laughs> and you being even more formal than i am I know, i'm like right? yeah who are you talking to <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i got here 45 minutes late i'll see you, <laughs> you tell me when <laughs> but uh they uh it, it was fun you know the, the panel was great and uh i had a great dj our, our old friend matt robinson was our dj Yay, that day hey, matt. and uh he uh he really did a fun job on that that's one, awesome so. it was good yeah time. phoenix comic-con happened in this past month as well yeah that was a mm-hmm. uh, that it was, was a crazy whirlwind times. weekend. Yes, it was. Weekend. It was for everybody. So today on episode 19, we're going to talk about our best of the year so far. Best of 2016 music-wise. We have eight songs from both of us. Yay. Right? We tried to Eight's limit ourselves. So 16 of our favorites so far, and we tried not to double up. Double so, up. Uh, uh. Double up. Uh, uh. <laughs> so Mary, without further ado, ladies first. <laughs> Um, eight's my favorite number, so that's why I picked that too. By the way, because I think you pick seven. I did usually. I, I usually do seven. Mm-hmm. I pushed him, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome for two more songs. Um, okay, so how many times have I talked about Band of Horses so far in oh, the last man. month and a half? I before, can't before stop. the album even came out. Yeah, I think I had it. You had a. You gave me a text message about this I, new Band of Horses. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Right. That's what I said. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I want everyone to know how amazing it is. And I don't know what, I mean, I, I've loved Band of Horses for a long time, but the last two albums haven't really hit me. For some reason, this, to me, I don't, it's just, the they've changed labels, so I think the energy is different, and they have kids, and they're a little bit more stable, and it's such a combination of so many styles on this. Um, it's called Why Are You Okay is the album that I'm talking about, and if you don't have it, please go, bit, <laughs> please go buy it at your local record store. Um, or support it the way you can because it's really incredible. I have a hard time picking which songs are my favorite. Mary picked three, gave me three choices. I gave you three three choices. choices. The first song I heard from the the album was Casual Party, which features Jay Maskus from Dinosaur Jr., which, of course, that right there, right off the bat, I'm like, ooh, that's something different and new and familiar all at the same time. So, of course, I love that. And... The lyrics for every song on this are funny because they're so – it's Ben talking like he's just in his house about a party or something, you know. Um, and then I picked Solemn Oath and Throw My Mess, two other tracks that I think are quite wonderful. Um, I'm going to go with Throw My Mess. All right. Because I keep going back to it and it's got that weird loop sound to it that – I thought was something was wrong yeah. <laughs> with my CD, which in turn makes me like it more. So, this album I don't have on my list, and I don't have it on my list because I didn't want to double up. But I do have to say, it's fantastic. Really is solid album. Just leave these 
And there too. This is your hourly time. What do they call those? Station IDs. Station identification. Yes. 10:36 and 100 million degrees outside. Welcome to hell. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Band of Horses. Phenomenal album. Check it out. Mary and I both agree highly on that one. My first pick today is uh, the album that has gotten continuous listen listening from the very beginning of the year. It is by Anderson Pock, and it's his album Malibu. It's his second studio album. Uh, his first one was called Venice, which was good as well, but I think Anderson really put everything together on Malibu. Um, it's fantastic. Oh, it's It fantastic. really is. It's yeah. a, I mean, not that anyone's going to doubt you because you're Monty, <laughs> but I totally agree. Well, Anderson Pock kind of got a, a big name for himself after being on Dr. Dre's Compton album. Yep. So he was on. He had a real big role on Compton, and then kind of used that to jump off of, and you know, bring Malibu out with the whole group of people, you know, guest appearances and stuff like that. It's just a a really solid album. A lot of people compare him to like Kendrick Lamar, but uh, I almost feel like his style is a little bit, um, a little, a little. It's definitely softer on one. Well, on one point, I like but, it uh, as a lady. I think it's. Um, uh, more manageable, more to the heart, yeah. I suppose. Mm -hmm. Not so broad and political. Yep. I don't know. If He's well, I completely agree. That's the next thing I was going to say was that he, uh, he is a spectator, just like mm -hmm. Kendrick is. But his spec, his his eye looks at the world just slightly different than Kendrick does. Where Kendrick finds a lot of the things that are wrong with the world and the things that are wrong with the world with relationships with other people. I think Anderson Pock sees that as well too, but is maybe just a tad more hopeful than Kendrick yeah. is. Yeah. And uh not that I not that I, I don't knock anything that Kendrick does, but No, it's just a vibe. It's a it's a message, you know. Mm -hmm. Anderson Pock and Chance the Rapper I feel are very positive people right yep. now. Positive uh rappers and artists. And not to say that Kendrick doesn't have hope for a better future. That's why he's saying the things he is, I think, yep. you know, to try to make it better. But you gotta have people that believe and you gotta have people that throw the stones. Mm -hmm. And, True. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is a good mix of both of them when you're thinking about Anderson and Kendrick. Do you think he's going to name every album after a place? <laughs> I don't know. I, every time I after think that would be like a good idea, I'm not going to say anything because like when I said that about Adele's album, she's like, oh, there's going to be no more number albums. And I'm like, oh, that would be cool to keep doing the number albums. <laughs> Anyways, here's uh, Anderson Pock's exceptional second album. And I do have to say that this is his second album under the name Anderson Pock. He had a pseudo, uh, a pseudo name before this, something breezy, I think was his, I forget what his, what his name was called, but I remember picking up the Little album breezy? and thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, this, these guys sound the same. That's why I, I, I heard <laughs> when I heard Venice and I'm like, oh, they, it's because they're the same guy. So here's Anderson Pock's uh, album Malibu. This is the track without you. Get a girl like your mama But I'm 20 years old and running out of options How I'm 
I'm supposed to trust you Ain't you one of them ones try to run up pose for the perfect picture Upload and post it question Is you with me or not? I'm from the city where they wear bikinis in the water drought But I'm used to having cyclones blown in and out of my life So it's no biggie you need time to figure it out With all the kissing and touching the biting and tucking You know, you know I love that you do You know I know I love you And I'm just and cursing the fighting and fussing You know I'm only fucking with you I was only thinking if I could I take it Anderson Park. Monty's going to go see Anderson live. I will be. Yep. August? August, I believe. Yep. Yeah, maybe I'll crash that party and come with you. It's an indoor one, so hopefully the AC's started in the morning. <laughs> it is a uh, hip hop show, though. Too, because you so know, you know my rule. I don't, I don't do summer outdoor concerts. No. None of that. No. Like it was yeah. like, who's coming? There's a big metal concert coming. Oh, Vans Warped Tour is going to be here, right? Oh, fuck and I can that. get I can fuck get free tickets noise. to that, yeah. but I'm like, no, I'm not going. No. Well, uh, Hall and Oates are coming with Sharon That's Jones, right. and they're playing outside in August. In August. Yep. They hate us, apparently. Jackson Brown's <laughs> going to be at the Mesa Mesa Arts Center. Oh, that's for, inside. Oh, speaking of yeah. Mesa Arts Center, can we talk about John Carpenter we for sure a minute? Can. Because I want to hear your story about John Carpenter, who you just saw last week or two weeks ago now? Last weekend. Last okay. weekend. I, uh, John Carpenter came to do his uh, retrospective, his music retrospective. And it was exceptional. It was unlike any experience for a movie music fan, especially for a horror movie fan and horror music fan. Uh, he played all of pretty much everything from his catalog, everything wow. that he, he came up with. And he played stuff off of his lost themes. He did a great homage to Ennio Morricone's theme for The Thing. Uh, he just looked like he was having a lot of fun Good. he had a really cool dad dance like grandpa dance that he did <laughs> and uh I, I couldn't help but loving it i, I was second row right wow. i got tickets really early so he came out there and he had this big rule about like no self no pictures right. or anything yeah. like it's that it's out of respect i don't think yeah. people should oh there are still a lot of people doing it of course and he, he would look and then point and then put it do the wave like to put your yeah put your put your camera down and stuff but he kind of stopped i think after like the first like three songs it's uncontrollable oh, I'm guessing. people were like going yeah. nuts with it yeah <laughs> and i even like snuck a few i'm like i gotta get a picture i'm so close <laughs> but yeah he he had a great time i did the meet and greet so i got to oh, talk neat. to him beforehand and uh he's a really quiet guy um he's older yeah. i mean he's in he's meeting a lot of people i never yep. i never expect people to talk too much yeah on those situations i know he's a big basketball fan though so i uh had an opportunity to kind of like oh, maybe I'll sneak in something not related to his career, yeah. and so it was the night of the game seven Ooh, between the the Cavs right. and the uh, and the uh, day after Father's Day. That's right, and the Golden State Warriors. And uh, I said, "Hey, who you, who do you have? The Cavs or the Warriors?" And he just you know looked up and he he got this glow in his face and he goes, "Oh, the game's going to start soon because I think the Warriors are going to take it." And I said, "Ah," and then we just had like a. Maybe like a minute back and forth about basketball, mm-hmm. and I I remember thinking to myself, "Well, that was pretty cool." So, <laughs> That's and I don't awesome. really know what to ask. Like when I meet these guys, I, like there's part of me that's like. Do I fan out and like <laughs> ask them like a fan question that I've always wanted to ask, or do I just the treat them like a question. human? You know, mm-hmm. like and so most of the time I just go with the, I'm just going to treat you like you're a normal dude. Of course, you know? they are normal dudes yeah. with a lot of brain power. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it was cool. Like the, I, my awesome. buddy Bob went with me. 
pretty much every single person that I that I know from like the horror community in town were there and of stuff. Of course, and yeah. If John Carpenter comes to town, yeah, you have everybody. I feel like everybody I know was either posting about John Carpenter or. Mm-hmm basketball that day that's right <laughs> and I told, and there I told was two people, things happening i was advertising this back at the film festival because that's kind of when the yeah. uh when the tickets went on sale and everybody that i met there i said I, I told them i said you know tickets aren't that much and i said you don't have to go up front but to be in the same room where this legend is doing his music live is might be the only opportunity that you'll ever get to do that so and he's not a he's not I, what, I, I hope he lives forever but he's not a young man right and you know when these guys get to be a little older the last thing they want to do is go touring right it's a lot of work yeah. it's exhausting for just anyone let alone somebody yeah. of that age so it's crazy though like they he had a, a merch booth and his merch booth was as big yes. as like what like other like he had like every album there everything was autographed so like yes. if you bought his album, it was autographed. If you bought a T-shirt, you know there was like he would autograph it for you. It was everything that was there, and that's awesome. He really did a good job of uh, making that a like a fan event. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a, like. quite a great time. It's <laughs> awesome. Definitely one of my favorite music experiences of quite some time. Well, now, it sounds so. unique. It sounds yeah. very unique because it's a combo of things, you know, visual and mm-hmm. audio, and nobody's like him yep. in that way. You know, and they, Goblin came out and did this as well too. Goblin came out and did this. They did a bunch of Italian horror films in the. Mm-hmm. 1970s and the goblin came out and did kind of the same thing a few years back but it was never like the original goblin lineup Mm -hmm. like they're always missing someone and uh when they came to marquee and did it all they had was like this tiny screen and they didn't seem like they're really into it at all and it might have been the venue as well too because i think the venue was just too big for them but john carpenter treating it like it's you know it's it, it is in a place where Probably classical musicians. You yeah, know, Mesa Arts perform. Center yeah. is made for a, pr- a proper performance. That's it's right. a great venue. Yeah, and it was sound like wise. sound was great. Mm-hmm. Like the first, the first notes that he kicked in, it was just like like they played the Halloween theme, which is really like kind of, it's funny because it's like three minutes long, but it's like the same thing just over and over <laughs> and over, and it doesn't really really change. But man, they had they they killed it. That's I was just awesome. sitting there like. That's amazing. He said they killed it. Yeah. <laughs> of course they killed it. Of course it. they killed it. <laughs> it's Chuck Carpenter. <laughs> Nothing less from him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if it's coming to your town and it's uh, there, I think he's only like four shows in and he probably still has about 10 left. If it's coming to your city, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Get out there. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Oh, I'm only on number two here, aren't I? Yep. <laughs> I got sidetracked by John Carpenter, <laughs> JC. Um, JC. We go from JC to PC here. Nice. Um, Parquet Courts is one of my favorite bands in general um, in the last few years. I really enjoy their style because mm-hmm. I am a fan of Wire and Modern Lovers and Pavement. And I feel they combine these things a lot. Mm-hmm. And they also... Uh, play with words very well. They play with their own name in different ways. Um, they put out two albums last year. Was it last year or the year before? But the Parquet, the P A R K A Y record, the um, the the Butter album. The butter album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this album, um, Human Performance, I think is solid from front to back. Um, uh, we've listened to it. I've listened to it at least, I feel like every week, mm-hmm. at least once a week for, since it came out, which I believe is March. March, yep. Um, and it's in June now. So 
I highly recommend this record because if you like that style um, of indie, but it's accessible and unique and the guy's voice is just, he gets in my head. Mm -hmm. And so I picked the very first track. It's called Dust. And if you can't hear Wire in this song, then you should go back and listen to Wire Records <laughs> if you like this and haven't heard Wire. But I feel like our listeners are probably pretty well versed on yeah on indie and just in general. So because you guys are smart and stuff out there. That's right. And this is Parquet Courts Dust. <laughs> I've been listening to it, it since March. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Dust, uh, by the way, if you are from Arizona, that song in particular mm-hmm. for an Arizona resident, Dust is everywhere. <laughs> Keep sweeping. So my next pick comes from a 23-year-old artist who I think is just doing amazing stuff in the world of hip-hop. It's Chance the Rapper, and this young man has... Just a few albums underneath his belt, and a lot of them are mixtapes put out there for free. And his latest effort, um, The Coloring Book, was put straight out to Apple Music. And that was a new experience for me to have a streaming album, I guess, a streaming release. Yeah, there's been so many. So many surprises in the streaming releases. Exactly. Uh, Not something that you could uh, download, I guess, and... Yeah. It doesn't ever feel like it's yours, kind of. Well, you know? yeah, it's so, just in the ether when yeah. it's streaming, you know. It's, and uh, I love, I love the ambition that this this guy has. I mean, you know. he's a positive. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Anderson being positive. Chance the rapper is positive, which I appreciate. And mm-hmm. like Homeboy's always smiling. Yeah. Um, that last performance when he was on SNL. Oh yeah. That was fantastic. that was fantastic. Yep. Yeah. If, so in 2013, he had Acid Wrapped, which I remember getting off of a download site mm-hmm. and thinking to myself, like, holy crap, man, this guy is amazing. Like, his voice is so unique. His style was, like, really, really, like, unique as well, too. And his production level, oh, man, he was just putting stuff together. His beats were great. And I was like, this is a good album. I said, I mean, this is going to make probably my top whatever. The Social Experiment came out. Donnie Trump and the Social Experiment came out. Again, I was like, this is impressive, man. This guy's putting all the pieces together. And then Coloring Book came out. And I was annoyed at first because I'm like, okay, this is a download. It's coming straight off Apple Music. I got to get Apple Music now because I need to listen to this thing. And I was trying to push it off for a while. 
I got Apple Music, and I'm telling you, it was like, you want to sell me on Apple Music, sell me with a good album? Mm-hmm. Coloring Book sold me. I was <laughs> like, I'll do this. Like, yeah. if they keep coming out with albums like this, I'll do it. And it was, <laughs> it was fantastic. You know, a whole bunch of uh, guest stars on it. Ty Dollar Signs on it. Vic Mensa is on it. And all these up and coming guys. Kevin Gates, I believe, is on it as well too. But um, he just yeah. put out some good stuff. And you know, to go along, like to counter that. Uh, Life of Pablo that Kanye West put out as well too, which is uh, is also a good album. I it was almost overshadowed by how good Coloring Book was. So here's Coloring Book, Chance the Rapper, All We Got, featuring Kanye West and the Chicago Children's Choir. Chance the Rapper, everybody. Check it out. We went on a tangent from Chance to Kanye and talking about Kanye and the most recent famous video. And I said, Rage, just got a chance to be in a video again. (laughs) Lucky. Lucky. (laughs) Um, Thank you for picking that song. I I think he's great. And I think he's representing a lot of things right now. Yep. For people. Um, <clears throat> this is, comes as no surprise. I picked Bob Mould for my third track here. I He's like my long lost uncle. Oh, yeah. Uncle Bob, <laughs> who I love so much. And it's wonderful to be in a world where Bob Mould is still making music and releasing records. And we get to enjoy them. So um, Bob Mould put out Patch the Sky this year. And... That's another album where I could listen to it over and over. I don't know all the words yet, but I just know the tones and the things. And as background music, it makes me feel better. I usually put this on on Monday mornings to kind of just get the energy going and have something that's stable and good and sets a tone. Um, There's two songs that I picked that I thought were great. Voices in My Head and You Say You. Um, I'm going to go with Voices in My Head. Okay. It's the first track off Patch the Sky. If you don't go buy this album or already have it, go do it now. Uncle Bob would approve or say thank you, I mean. I bought it so. without even hearing one track on it because I'm like, I know Mary's yeah, going to get it. Yeah, you know, know it's going to be good. It. It's going to be good. It's going to be solid. And it's, it was. Yeah. I, it was, a, it was again, one of those albums I was like, the entire time I was listening to it, I'm like, Mary's going to love this. It like, doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't vary. Like all the songs sound the same, which is good. I mean, it depends on what you like. If you want something that's totally different, then go get that. But mm-hmm. Bob Mould doesn't change very much. Yeah. That's the only kind of... Uh, it doesn't change, but I don't even does. know if it's a negative or not, but... Uh, well, he does uh, what he people. does so well. That's right. the thing. Like, right. There's really no need to... You know, again, it goes back to that thing, why why change the wheel? Right. You know, he has fans. Right. He has a whole fan base. 
there expects something from him every time and then he it delivers you <laughs> he know? does yeah. yeah yeah it doesn't he's not he's great so here is mr bob wold and the voices of Good stuff. <laughs> My next pick is an, is the ninth studio album from Radiohead. It was called A Moon Shaped Pool. It was released in May. Uh, again, it was a strange release. It was supposed to come out. It was out released on, in June. Yeah. Well, was, I mean, well, okay. I'm sorry. Every time we do this, I always talk about it physical releases. Correct. You do your thing, <laughs> Mr. Digital. So it was it was released digitally early. And it was supposed to be like released to Spotify subscribers the, the paid subscribers first but something something happened with the deal something always happens yeah, exactly and they decided to go digital first it came out i remember i got it like pretty quick like i think yeah, i got you it you and through. matt yeah we both Matthew. had it quick and uh i immediately fell in love with it and then upon like reading up on more of it and realizing that this is kind of a best of if you will of like stuff that was unreleased over their entire career even one that we just found out was 1995, uh, a release as well too. To me, that's that's impressive. And to hear this album put together has every single influence of Radiohead throughout that entire time. Yeah. Oh man, it was fantastic. I think that's why I like it more. Yeah. I mean, I, I am a Radiohead fan, but I don't. I will honestly say I didn't like anything. Like I don't like the last two albums. Okay. It's the same thing to me over and over, the sound. But there's something... And and it's not bad. Mm -hmm. I would never say Radiohead puts out bad music. It's just not my thing mm -hmm. anymore for that style. But this, I think it's because things were familiar on a level. Yeah. Um, the lyrics were more direct. I need lyrics. I need to hear someone. Mm -hmm. And Tom can kind of go off on that thing that he does. Yeah. And I think... I don't know. I, it's timing. It's the way I'm feeling. But I really love a moon shaped pool. So yeah. the, it, the, that opening song is fantastic, yeah. and it's familiar and theatrical. The video, yeah. the 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 presentation of Radiohead to take everything down, all of their visuals. That was another really cool thing. I I like when performance. It really is art. Yeah, you know when you start doing those things and messing with the images that you're expressing to people. So they start removing every image from their social media. Yep. They had a completely blank page. Blank page. Yep. And then two days later, I think, uh, they released the video. 
the very first video, and it was for um, daydreaming, right? Uh-huh. Was it for daydreaming, I or so. what was the? Anyway, I just I really think that's cool, and uh, the presentation means a lot. Yeah, that's the thing that I think uh, for that whole album. Oh, burn the witch! I'm sorry. Burn the witch. Yes, that's, that's right. That's the right. First. It felt nostalgic to me. Yes, and yes. that's what I really liked about it because I wasn't expecting. I didn't, I didn't really know anything about it when it came out. You know, I knew that it was going to probably feature some, and I didn't really know if it was going to feature already made songs or maybe tinkered with songs, but I thought it'd be completely different. And when I heard it, I was like, man, I said, this sounds like the Radiohead that I grew up to love. You know, that's, like, that's what I'm saying too. It's very familiar. Yep. And I like, it's more accessible than the last few records to yep. me. I agree. I completely yeah. agree. This is definitely my favorite of theirs over the last few years. I picked the uh, song that was uh, that dates back to 1995, "True Love Waits," which you said had how much taken out? Eighteen about seconds? eighteen seconds, yeah. Nope. Um, comparatively to the one on the live recording, what was the live recording called again? Um, it was in 2001, it was uh, I something. I might be I wrong. I might be wrong. Yeah, yeah, I might be wrong. Live recordings from 2001. Mm-hmm. I think this is really neat. You you spark something because I didn't realize that that's what they were doing. I knew about true love weights and that being available, but I didn't know about the other material Yeah, like floating there. It's very, um, it's like Abbey road and let it be uh-huh. where they like, where that there, I hope that Radiohead's not ending anytime soon, yeah. but if it is, this is a good way to like, it's a good way to, to bring it all together. Yeah. And this is us as a group. And yeah. I, and, I mean, I mean, be that guy that like I'm okay with breakups because I think breakups can lead to good things, right? So, and Radiohead's done great stuff for me, the, yeah. like my entire life. I they they played a huge role in my musical shaping. Yeah. Um. So that's why I think this album for me was just like, I mean, it just made a lot of sense and it felt comfortable and it was easy to listen to the first time. And I remember thinking to myself when I finished that first listen, I'm like, man, I said, why was that? Like, why do I feel so good about that? Like, and it was <laughs> right. it's very strange because the last, like you said, the last two albums, it took me a while. Like, I did listen to it a couple times before. I was like, okay, yeah. I get it. This one on first listen, I was like, that was solid. I'm gonna listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, that that theatrical uh, intro of Burn the Witch and the visual to go with it, and then uh, Daydreaming, I yeah. really love. So they're releasing these songs. If there's a if there's a singles method to what they're doing, they are doing it just track by track right yep. now, saying this mm-hmm. is the, this is this and that is that. That's right. <laughs> That's not really what Tom said. That's very <laughs> my words are hard right now. <laughs> it's Sunday morning. So here's True Love Waits from Radiohead off their album A Moon Shaped Pool.
that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. What happened to my microphone? It got sad. <laughs> it's <laughs> it all droopy after it literally like. <laughs> I think my my microphone has a broken heart, <laughs> and it was waiting for true love to arrive. Um, I want to say something really dirty right now. But <laughs> I keep it to myself. Say it. <laughs> You can't do that to our people. <laughs> you can't leave them hanging like that. <laughs> hanging. <laughs> no, I'll oh, save it Monty. for later. It's past. The moment is past. <laughs> Monty gave me a Starburst Mini. So if you guys hear me smacking my gums, it's because he gave me some taffy. He's like, here you go. Put this in your mouth before you start talking about Margot Price. Because <laughs> she's from the country. I'm be oh, like, you're chewing on the hay. <laughs> Drip your microphones and put this in your mouth. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my goodness! <laughs> it is a good time today, you guys. Monty's taking advantage of my weak brain this morning. <laughs> I'm not catching up quite yet. Um, female artists this year are pretty strong. Oh yeah! I feel like we're going to get more in the second half of the year, though, um, because men in general kind of, to me, have dominated this first part of the year. Yep. Um. We've only talked about dudes, <laughs> which is a little unfair, Monty. I agree. I agree. Uh, but Margot Price is going to bring it. She's going to bring the level up here. Oh, yeah. Um, Margot Price, an incredible, wonderful, lovely person who yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting. Oh, you met her? Yeah. She came nice. through. We did an in-store with her. Performance, full performance with the band. Incredible band. It was the best sounding uh, in-store performance I've ever seen nice. or heard. Um, Jack White found her. She, you know, she was working, making country records. She's been at it a while. Um, she, it's kind of that typical country girl story. Not, she's not a country girl, but she, her album's called Midwest Farmer's Daughter, and she truly is a Midwest Farmer's Daughter. It's a very American type of country to me which Mm -hmm. is americana to me when you're telling your story and you're living it everything this woman is singing about really happened to her which i feel is very um uh you know loretta lynn style Mm -hmm. you know where you can't not express it uh tammy wynette even uh shelby um she's like that Shelby, Shelby. <laughs> probably not that bad, not that traumatic of a bad of an experience, but yeah. but still very real. Um, the first track from Midwest Farmer's Daughter is called Hands of Time, and that is really her story. And yep. to me, I identify with it very closely. And so to be able to hear this song, beautiful voice, she plays guitar well. Uh, Jack White found her and released, you know, this is on Third Man Records. Mm-hmm a true country record and I trust his taste and he likes original good work and that's what she's done here and Margo's wonderful go buy this album (laughs) just pick it up this week it's fantastic give it a shot
That uh, other song, Since You Put Me Down, oh, mm-hmm. woof. Real good. <laughs> Real good. My next pick is an unexpected pick for me because I had zero expectation for this album. Uh, it is an album called 99.9%. It is by a Canadian electronic music producer, Kate Trinata. Uh, came out just about a month ago. Solid, solid album, man. I, I did get uh, the Monty text. Yeah. Mary, did you hear this yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was 15 tracks down, and I went through every track. I, th- I think I listened to this album three times in one day. Nice. Uh, with uh, with with the job that I have, it lends itself really well to listening to new music because I have great. Like, kind of a quiet area, and I'm kind of in the back, and I just have this little small speaker system Perfect. that I put up, and I can listen to it as loud as I want. No one has come by and complained yet. So... <laughs> But ninety nine point nine percent is a fantastic album from a up and coming. Uh, I think we're probably going to hear more about him coming up uh, by the end of the year because I think this album is going to probably be considered one of the better in the hip hop fusion, mm-hmm. hip hop soul fusion area. Really solid album. Give it a give it a shot. It's kind of in that same realm as Anderson Pac. He guest features on here as well too. But it has just a great quality the entire time. Great production. Fonte is on here as well, too. Vic Mentz is on here. The album, the song we're going to listen to is called Got It Good, featuring Craig David. Solid album. Give it a shot. Here is Kate Trinata's 99.9%. Got It Good, featuring Craig David. Don't worry about the tag. Oh, and throw it in the back. Cause I got it good. you said he sings and raps mm-hmm. and does them both equally well which yep. is very hard to come by very you know hard. yeah very because hard they to get so, do well as well too yeah they get so caught up in one style versus the other yep. you know um and monty i think is a little jealous that i picked this one because he really was I like really this is it. solid <laughs> <I really liked laughs> solid this pick. pick the return of iggy pop into the fold this yep. year with a new album and with josh homie oh, was like fantastic people behind it's him. such a good combination uh, you know it lends itself very well yep. 
because you can, the thing about Josh is he's got his own signature style and you know, it's him. I guess it's the down tuning and the rhythm that he's always done. You know, that, that shit that just makes you like fucking want to want to dance, fucking drink all the beers and drive around in the desert and hang out with Iggy pop, I guess (laughs) my love for Josh goes on and on. I mean, he's, there's Dave Grohl and then, you know, with, Josh being somebody that works with so hard. Mm-hmm. He's got an incredible work ethic, works with so many different people. And this combination is just so perfect. As I've mentioned, I love Iggy pop in the first place. Yep. Um, but Iggy pop is also one of those solo artists that needs somebody else to kind of guide him. Oh yeah. You know, it could be David Bowie. Yep. Um, because I feel like he gets lost if he's not, you know, connected to either the stooges or when, he needs the stooge. He needs something. And yep. he, that's just sometimes how it goes. And it really funneled it well. It's got that dark desert vibe, yep. but international at the same time. Um, and this shit gets stuck in my head. So good. Uh, I picked Gardenia, which is the, I think it's the second track from the album, mm-hmm. Post Pop Depression, which is another great title, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> if you're Iggy Pop and you're, it's Pope post-pop depression it was very exciting and i'm glad that we've got this album this year so here's gardenia Yourself a favor, get that album, man. It's it's fantastic. I really like it. One of my favorites of this year, definitely. Have you ever seen Iggy Pop live? I've not. It's I'm, something to experience. It was one of my. It's one of my favorite life moments. Are they doing a tour? Is he doing a tour for this they album? Did, they did. You know, L.A., New the York, and, yeah. and then Europe. I think. I think it's probably difficult to somebody like Josh who has so many projects. It's yeah. probably he has to do junkets and yeah. dedicate that kind of time. In two weeks. I don't know. He hasn't called me. He seems really busy. Right, you know, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. We haven't talked in a little bit, but I'm sure he'll call this weekend. My next pick comes to us from Adrian Young. His album, Something About April Part 2, came out early in the year, about January. Adrian Young is a devoted lover of soul music of hip-hop and fusing those two things together he this album is curtis mayfield this album is isaac hayes this album is wu-tang this album is biggie i mean it it, i mean there's so much influence inside this album that i think for an artist to put out an instrumental for an artist to 
dabble in all these elements and build something. The only thing I, I told someone I said was missing in this album is the best uh, the best lyricist out there to throw some something over top of it. And I've come back many times and I said what what the reason what I want Eminem to do. And my issue with Eminem is Eminem gets these terrible producers to produce his album. He gets sometimes himself to produce the album, and it's not very good. His beats right. are lame sometimes. His hooks are lame sometimes. What I would like is I would like him to say, you know what? Hey, Odyssey, come over here and let's do an Wouldn't album. Wouldn't that be nice? Hey, yeah. Adrian Young, come over here, produce an album for me. Can you imagine if Adrian he just Young. had the time to sit and do his own lyrics and then have someone else come up with the whole flow of the album well i'm not as invested in eminem as you are <laughs> True. I, and so, i'm not invested in him at all i just i, I just um, know that he's a talented guy yeah who hasn't done really anything yeah, exceptional you, adrian young it's a funny thing with adrian young because um i thought it was from the i thought it was something i missed yeah. from the 70s from the 70s yep i thought it was that because the packaging the style the everything like the presentation of it on every level Yep. I thought I I was like, how do I not know about this person? Now? Oh, yeah. like it's it's he's done incredible work. He did work with the go with Ghostface a mm -hmm. few years back. Yeah, it's uh, he's created a collective uh, of of artists too. He he's kind of like a, a Mary Prankster in a way. Yep. Like he's just he's it's followed the he or I shouldn't say Mary Prankster. He's a Pied Piper. Yep, in a way. And well, he's done he's stuff wonderful. with Souls of Mischief. The yeah. Delphonics. I mean, he's done. He's done quite a bit. So he keeps I, working. And yeah. Working. So he is a is a fantastic album. If you have an opportunity to check it out, it's the soundtrack to the black exploitation film that you have that you've never watched. Here is Sandrin featuring Lauren Oden from Adrian Young. Something about April two. <laughs> bit because it is like the summer theme right I think. Yep. <laughs> yes that's what i keep hearing from a lot of people yep. um i'm guessing your kids probably adore this song oh totally it? yeah, yeah. it's just one of those things where uh i chose justin chamberlake can't stop the feeling mm -hmm. can't stop the feeling this guy's making good stuff man dance, dance. It, like it's it's it makes you feel good, you know. It's yeah. like the happy song, and it's also very similar to Happy because uh -huh. Happy was used by a, a Pixar, a Disney movie. Yeah, for Despicable uh, Me, and then yeah. this is the Trolls, which I don't like necessarily, but it's both um, 
but JT hasn't put something out. So it's like this, mm-hmm. this is this little like drop in. Uh, here's a little, here's a little piece of candy for you. Oh yeah. Let it, <laughs> it's going to last all summer. Chew on that for uh-huh. the summer. Um, but most people I talk to, um, say it's the summer jam. Oh yeah. And in a world, I, I keep talking about this, but I haven't been very upset about things lately, you know, personally and on a world level things going on right now. I need something like this to make me feel better and take me out for four minutes and just focus on feeling better and feeling good and being like, okay, here's some positivity. So amen for a good summer jam Mm -hmm. (laughs) that makes you feel better. So, um, in what, like five seconds, we're going to take these headphones off and start dancing around in the living room. That's exactly what's going to (laughs) happen. It usually happens regardless of what song it is. Anyway, so here's Jesse Timberlake. Can't stop the When I'm getting you close, when we move where you already know. So just imagine. Nothing I can see but you when you dance, dance, dance. Feel the good, good creeping up on you. So just dance, dance, dance. Come on. All those things I shouldn't do, but you dance, dance, dance. And ain't nobody leaving so secure. Welcome back. We didn't go anywhere, but <laughs> we did for a moment. To. <laughs> we went to dance off land. To the dance off land, and I decided to go with the tenth studio album from an American rock band that finally, after about eight years, made an album that I was like, okay, I like this album. It's from Ten Weezer. Years. Yeah. yeah, Weezer's White yes. album, self-titled, I guess. I, yeah. I really enjoy it. Oh, it's great. Well, all yeah. of the, uh, I mean, it's blue, green, red, mm-hmm. white. Yep. They, uh, I think Weezer was doing something that wasn't, wasn't for me. They didn't feel like it was for me for like their last, I would say album number seven, eight. Yeah. Seven, <laughs> eight, nine, maybe even six. I would say Ten. yeah, probably from six. <laughs> they, they really were doing something that I just wasn't I wasn't gelling with, and I still get their albums when they come out. And yeah, yeah I, it's solid. I yeah. mean, it's it's an interesting thing. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but it I, it didn't make me feel all the feels. No, you know, not even close. Like it, it, it didn't make me feel like Radiohead it. did. But I was happy because again, Weezer's one of those bands that like was so you know was such a for a formative band for me growing up that I still get everything they come out with. Yeah. And regardless of how terrible I think some of their stuff is. They're they're, they're a phenomenal band in a way that because they've have longevity and they keep going. So it kind of feels like this, this album feels like, okay, we got, we got, we got done with all that stuff that we needed to do. (laughs) And now we're getting back to what we kind of sounded like or what people kind of identify us with right so i really like this album um i don't know 
where it will fare at the end of the year, but the last few months I've been I've been enjoying it. So here's King of the World off of Weezer's White Album. It's like, oh yeah, I know all the words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing about Weezer songs: it's familiarity, and the lyrics come so quickly to you. Let's see. What do you think the uh, What do you think the likelihood of us getting Rivers Kumo to be on our podcast <laughs> when they come for their concert in August is? Um, I don't know. I mean, Rivers you got Cuomo. Cuomo, sorry. Yeah. I think that's a problem. It's not Kuwamo. I don't know who <laughs> Rivers Kuwamo well, is. Well, there we go. Maybe he's, he's Hawaiian. He's never coming on. <laughs> it's, it's Rivers Hawaiian brother, Rivers Kuwamo. <laughs> you kind of want to lace him. They're, um, never, they're never coming on now. I can't pronounce their name <laughs> nope. right. You fucked it up, I messed Monty. it up. Yeah. You know everybody, though, so. I don't know everybody. Oh, you, this Between is the lie. two of us, this we might lie. know everybody. You know, I mean. I hear that a lot. I hear that I know everybody a lot, but. There's a lot of people out because there that everybody I talk to, they're like, "Oh, oh, I know Mary." <laughs> everybody. <laughs> well, I've been working. Right. I'm a nice person, I guess. I, hear it, I but, introduce myself to people. But I, how are you and Rivers not good buddies by now? I don't know. It's weird. That was my. Um, I mean, Dave Grohl knows you. Oh, he's got to right I by mean, this time. Yeah, I'm probably totally. on some kind of watch list. <laughs> well, well, you did flash him. <laughs> Did flash on, him. So, you know, I did, but it stays that, with someone. It really, I mean, that's first impressions are everything. That's right. So, that's right. Yep. Um, I've never met Rivers or yeah. the Weezer. No. Yeah. Very surprising. But they're weird. I met, they do their own thing. I met Scott Weiland once. Really? Yeah. And he was a cool dude. In what fashion? Like Just in a, at an airport? In, yeah. Not in the bathroom or anything no. weird? No, we were in Los Angeles. <laughs> Gosh, this is a long time ago. I was probably so no, I was I was in college, and I was just walking through, getting ready to go on a plane. It was kind of like no one was there, and yeah. I look up and I'm like, that guy looks just like he's yeah, singer he's for the Stone of, Temple Pilots. Yeah. And he sat down like kind of I don't know maybe ten feet away from me. Yeah. And I just was looking at him, and I didn't really say anything. So I figured, what else? I'm gonna look like an idiot. You know, I probably already do because I keep looking at him. So I'm going <laughs> to say something when I get him. up to get in line to, to to board my plane. So I got up and I walked over and I said, hey, I said, I'm a big fan. That's all I said. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And he goes, oh, hey, man, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I'm like, 
Nice. Favorite guy. album is this? And I kind of gave him like a breakdown. Like, what was your favorite? Know. Was it Purple or Core? Purple. <laughs> Good man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just checking. Purple. <laughs> yeah. I, and I heard st- uh, STP last night. And I have such good memories of STP and yep. things, you know. It's so do I. When they, it comes back to you, you're like, oh, uh, uh, Interstate Love Song. Oh, yeah. That is a perfect song to me. Mm-hmm. And it has so many good memories associated with it. And yep. it's very sad about him. Yeah. I feel, you know. I, so do I agree. I He's a nice guy. And I, I just remember thinking to myself, like, <clears throat> he could have totally been like a jerk and just been like, hey, yeah, thanks. And then just gone back to, but he, he had headphones in. And mm-hmm. he took his headphones off and he like got up, he shook the hand, nice. said thank you, it was really nice, and sat back down and said appreciate that, have a good Aww. flight home. And I was like, that was a good experience. Did you hug him? I did not hug him. Why not? not you should have hugged that guy. The he, only, he needed a hug, Monty. The only musician I have ever hugged, there are two of them. <laughs> uh, I like that you have, <laughs> that you've logged it. They're all the, because there's only two. It was Charles Bradley. Oh, I hug Charles Bradley. Charles Bradley is the best hugger. Oh, he's I mean, a great that, hugger. That guy. He's a great hugger. That, yeah. And Killer Mike. Oh. Yeah. Killer Mike. But it was it wasn't really like nook? It wasn't really like one of these. It was like a hand slap pull in yeah. guy hug. Yeah. Of, oh yeah, I've seen but those. It before. was like a tight one, you know, like it was a tight hug. It wasn't like <laughs> a loose one. So because it was a tight hug, oh. I'm like, there was like yeah, there was some emotions that, that I love Killer Mike. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's this is before run, he was Run the Jewels. This is just um, Killer Mike by yeah. himself. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. And he was doing a show, and there wasn't a whole lot of people there, and he just went and emceed through the crowd. Oh, and his last wait, where was it? This is that Marquee? Okay. And his last song that he did was that Ric Flair song that he does, mm-hmm. which I think is just great. And after it was over, he just kind of got up and was like, "You know, here's your next guy. You know, hang out." And he just kind of <laughs> walked away, and I was like standing like right behind him. And I'm like, great show. I was like all hyped and stuff. And he came and gave me a big hug. Oh, he's yeah. all amped up. You guys had a bro amped. hug. That's right. We had a bro <laughs> hug. You had a bro But those hug. are the only two. Those are the only two. Well, I suppose being a girl, I get a lot more hugs yeah. than like I've. There's been a lot of hugs in my life, well, which and, I'm very, very and grateful also, for. You can so. initiate a hug. like As a, a lady? Yeah. Or as a lady, as you a can person. just come over and put both arms out. And there's really, there aren't going to be very many people who are going to be like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> right, but if right. a guy comes up to a guy and does that, I'm like, <laughs> you, you guys should see out. Monty's face right now. He looks, <laughs> he looks, <laughs> he's got his arms open and he looks like a little kid. Right? He's waiting for a hug. No from, one's gonna want to talk to Mike. me. Yeah, they're just gonna walk away. So Charles but. Bradley, that hug was something. Yeah, yep. that guy, Dave Grohl. I mean, Dave Grohl, that that experience, that deer in the headlights photograph. Oh yeah. One of my favorite photos. Talking to him and I was, because I was so nervous and I was just like, thank you for making my life better. I feel very grateful that I've gotten to work every record and I just can't, I know I was just like rambling on, rambling on. And he's like, everything's going to be okay, Mary. And thank you so much. (laughs) You're the sweetest. (laughs) I love you, kid. And I was just like, and he just grabs me. Well, because I just kept talking and so he just grabbed me and hugged me. So I would stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, thank you, damn girl. But yeah. We're, I don't even know. How did we get here? I don't know how we got here. <laughs> oh, Scott Weiland? I don't know. <laughs> Only artist I'd ever, like, I I got a hug from. Oh, was. yes. I yes. But from that, though, Weezer to SGP. Anyway, you're no welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Better, yeah. Edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> don't do the tangent. 
Um, <clears throat> okay, so uh, what did you just pick, Monty? You just did Weezer. I did Weezer, yep. And then um, Fruit Bats is a very interesting new band that we both really love. Yep. Um, their new album is called Absolute Loser. I think this is an album... I love when I find an album where you play it. You know, I have the benefit of working with people. We get a lot of new music and everybody puts in different things. Every time somebody puts this one in, I said, what is this? I love this. And then I started to be the one that put it in every other day. Um, I had three tracks from it that I thought were great. It's very consistent. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, a full piece and their style is there. Absolute Loser, the first track. And then uh, Good Will Come to You is a beautiful song. And again, um, I don't know. I, I keep going back to this theme though, that lately, like not feeling well mentally about world things and other things. Um, it's been very nice to have new good music like this. Yep. And some, a song like good will come to you is, is reaffirming and another JT type song in a whole different fashion. Yep. <laughs> um, and then it must be easy is another track that I really liked. Um, I don't know what to do, Monty. What do I pick? How do I pick out of these three songs? Do you one. have a favorite from this album? Because I know I know that you like it a lot. Yep. Good Will Come to You was really good, and I liked it. Must be easy as well, too. Well, let's pick a Good Will Come to You. Sounds good. <laughs> no pun intended. My next pick. Sorry. Just, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. My next pick comes from a mainstay. He uh, opened me up to indie hip hop back when I was in high school and college. I've been to probably more shows of his than I have for anybody else uh, in in the hip hop world, and I continuously am amazed by how just intelligent this rapper is. How. His flow has con is still consistent, but has evolved yeah. as well, too. I mean, this is Aesop Rock. Don't get it confused. This isn't ASAP Rocky. This is Aesop Rock, the first <laughs> the one. Original. The original. Aesop's it, Fables. Aesop's Fables. His, his <laughs> album, The Impossible Kid, dropped earlier this year, and it has been a consistent go-back-to album for me. His first um, solo album since 2012's Skeleton. I love Skeleton, oh, too. Oh, it's a great album. Um, uh, the video for, mm -hmm. what's this track again from Aesop? The track that we will be listening today is Mystery Fish. 
what was the video for that he just was it did? Dorks? Uh, yeah, because that yeah. is wonderful and funny yeah. and dynamic and all of the things. It's it's solid, man, and I, there's no other way to say it. It starts off with a bang, and it has you know some great some great production all the way through. Homeboy Sandman and Open Mike Eagle are on a bonus track on this album. You're gonna you're gonna love it if you're a, if you're an Aesop Rock fan. It's definitely a, a consistent a consistent album for his catalog. Yeah. Probably even a highlight for me of his last few ones. And that's saying something considering I've liked every album that he's come out with. Yeah, he's a, a, that's the idea of an artist. I mean, he's really doing what the, an artist should do mm-hmm. and evolve. And his intelligence level and his compassion and his understanding and his his style, like is like he's unbeatable oh, to yeah. me. He's I unbeatable agree. on mm-hmm. many levels, you know. Rhymes to his crew. Oh, they're wow. amazing. They're, you know, Aesop Rock will it is often imitated, mm-hmm. but is never ever ever outdone. Yeah. And those people that imitate him are like you almost like you're you're a cheap version. You're yeah. You're a B movie of Aesop Rock. So um, and speaking of uh, unbeatable, never repeatable. Unbeatable, never repeatable. Muhammad Ali. Let's just take oh, a yeah, second. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mr. Cassius. Well, I don't even like to call him Cassius Clay anymore. I, I The thing about Muhammad Ali, if we're going to talk about Aesop Rock, like that flow, that just like fucking witty, clever flow mm-hmm. that Muhammad lays down as a person and just like his cadence and all of that. You yeah. know, I am Muhammad Ali. I am the greatest. Mm-hmm. That kind of flow. Muhammad Ali was a battle MC before battle right. MC was a thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like the way that he stepped to me. Yeah. You know, and yeah no one. He'd beat you before you entered the ring. Exactly. So, <laughs> that was what was so great about him. I had a. Uh, you better apologize. If you, <laughs> exactly. What, if, what is the what is the, the if quote? You, if you disrespect me in the dream, you better wake up and apologize. Yes. <laughs> if you beat me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. Yeah. Yes, or something. But that kind of thing, that that cleverness, that pureness. Um, it's not even egotistical. Yeah. It, I mean, I take it back. It is egotistical, but it's not malicious, you and know? It's, and it's something different when you can back it up. It's that's confidence the thing too. and it's yeah. capabilities. And that's, I think, Aesop has that. And, that's the same thing you know. I've said about people. As long like, I don't, I'm not a Floyd Mayweather fan, keeping it in the boxing world, yeah. but no one's beat him. So he can say whatever he wants to say. He can be as big of an attitude as he wants to say. Someone beat him and then that puts away that takes away all of his braggadocia, you know? <laughs> right. But no one has beat him. So he has full right to be as loud as he wants mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. And I I just say to myself, I'm like, no one's beat him. Like you guys might not like him. You might say he's an arrogant guy, but well, yes. no one's beat him. But, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know? And the same with Muhammad Ali. Like even when people beat him, he he there was a respect that was there. Mm-hmm. You know, when he got knocked out by people when he finally started losing. He he wasn't as loud on the mic after that, you yeah. know, and and then it takes some time. He have to win a few to get back on right. on his horse. But I still t- tell people there was a big debate, and it really pissed me off when people started saying, "Oh, Mayweather would have taken taken Ali out." And I'm like, first uh, off, I don't. First off, I don't. You're not a boxing fan because yeah. you obviously don't realize that Muhammad Ali was a heavyweight, right? And probably had like six inch six inches on his reach oh, yeah. on him, and yeah. would have annihilated Mayweather <laughs> oh, yeah. just on yeah. size alone. Yeah, you would have stomped him. There was some guy on, on the internet who was like, oh, Mayweather would have would have toyed with him and would have knocked him out. He would have mm. won by decision. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit, you don't you don't watch boxing. <laughs> that's the first thing I said. I'm like, that's, that's garbage. Yeah, don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> Unfriended. I think I did unfriend him because of that. 
<laughs> all right. Know your sports, that's a really, people. Yeah, that's a really know good. Know your sports. I like that level of uh, this is going to make the cut on whether you're my friend it you know, is. on Facebook it or is. not. Don't say stupid shit. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, I think at least I know two people. One person in particular passed my Muhammad Ali test with flying fucking colors. And then uh, a few others, you know. Yeah. It's not even a test. It was just, you know, this is the way I feel. I feel, um, I was upset about Muhammad Ali. So yeah. I mean, I was but upset, but I'm also at the same time, I'm like, grateful. You found peace, you know? Yes, like, grateful for him. No one wants to live that, the life that you yeah. lived his last few years. Yeah, it's upsetting. And it's, um, he's an inspiration on many, many levels. Mm -hmm. You know, I think anybody who owns their personality that much um, deserves all the respect and all the things he did. It, he wasn't always perfect, you yeah. know? But he tried very hard and he helped a lot of people and, mm -hmm. and gave confidence to a lot of people. So yep. um, anyway, so Muhammad Ali, rest in peace. And thank you for playing Aesop Rock. And I feel like Aesop Rock is the greatest in contemporary. So that's my connection there. <laughs> Here's Mystery Fish off of The Impossible Kid. Forming. Four corners of paranormal get shorn for a thermos and parathermals in a warehouse air wears very curdle St. Vincent de Paul trying to square the circle Circle the source of his power Foresight born at the corner of Howard on sale Cherry pick blue in the pale It's a blue nose chew in a steel Losing his coat Schmooze in a high in a head rush Hack up vial over each one and one and then some One eye on the breadcrumbs Other eye on the drink crumb Other other eye on the income Good knife in a grin Shoot dice with the lice and the ringworms Peg leg Smells like many ain't Wake in the night Make a pipe out of anything Take five, take a dive in the cellophane Turn five and a five, six, seven, eight Back out, black out, somewhere fancy Shake in the backseat of Aesop's Camry, dude Seat full of chips and sandwich meat from the crypt in the end If you give an address and a rib or a piss Don't question a mystery fish Just picture shrimp on a pillow and grits Close your eyes, lick your lips I'm at the cafe ordering a cup of fresh Sarah gave me two, I gave one to Rex He said fools ain't shit, plus fuck the pigs They can never understand what Sumner is Word up, word up um, so if, if I'm lucky and I talk about this real fast, I'm hoping that Monty gives me a number nine. So I'm going to keep talking really fast. And my number eight is number is from a band called Whitney, not Whitney Houston. Not Whitney it's Houston. just Whitney. Um, this could be uh, polarizing for some people because of the guy's voice. Um, you're either going to really like it or you're going to fucking hate it. Because the guy's voice is, I is right in between. And um, I like it because it reminds me of um, Todd Rundgren. Yep. It's very 70s, very like I could be on a boat on the river in my cutoff jean shorts and <laughs> drinking tab <That's laughs> listening right. to Whitney. But it was another one where I had so many multiple song tracks that I wanted to pick. Um, no Woman is a great song. Golden Days, Red Moon, those three tracks are fantastic. Um, uh, it's called Lighthouse on the Lake. So I suppose for me, it's a really good summer album. It reflects a lot of things. Um, but I don't even know what to pick. Golden Days? Golden Days is solid. Let's go with Golden yeah. Days then. Because that's summertime. It's golden. We'll see if this makes the cut at the end of the year, but I have a strong feeling that we're Shame we can't get it together now
with uh, me, everybody. Give it a shot. <laughs> and let's just real quick. We are big documentary now fans. Oh, yeah. And we were just talking about Bill Hader and the Blue Jean Committee and that in my head when I hear Whitney and that high voice of his, I see Bill Hader singing <laughs> as a woman in the Blue Jean Committee. So my next pick comes from a group. Actually, yeah, it comes from a group called Porches. That's this great. album is called Pool. Aaron Maine is kind of the the leader of this group. He gets some uh, backing vocals and some other help from Greta Klein, and they came out with a solid album. And is one of the again one of the albums that I thought was just kind of gonna just be something I bought just to hear what it sounded like, mm-hmm. and I ended up listening to it quite a bit. Has a real, you know, it comes from a guy who kind of played a lot in folk music, but now he's transpiring, got a little bit of electronic spin, a little bit more of a rock spin. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it I wasn't something that I thought was going to stick with me as long as it did, but it has. And awesome. he really does pull together all the rock elements and really makes it just something just really kind of interesting to listen to. It may not stick with you for a long time. I think this kind of falls in that same realm as Whitney. Some yeah. people are really going to like it. And some people are going to think it's not very good, but I think uh, it's worth a listen. I care if you like it, Monty. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Did you listen? Did you have you heard this? I've album? heard it once. I think it yeah. seems because Porches has how many albums now? They have quite a few. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of get them confused. I'm sure there's a Porches CD in my collection at work somewhere that More we're going to have to go through. Yeah, they have they have quite a bit. They've been around for a while. Or being prolific um, being, anyway. Being out there for a while. Yeah. There's a lot of porches in the world. There are. So here's porches uh, from their pool album. This is the song Be Apart. Porches, ladies and gentlemen. Porches, ladies and gentlemen, three minutes. Wow. We started this podcast today. We were going to try to do something a little different, okay? So we wanted to make the most of our three-hour time limit, and we were going to say, okay, we're going to try to knock two out of the park real fast. Three hours later, we're still here. Not even done with 16 songs. Well, no, we did two. We're right under two hours for recording. That's right. Right under two hours. That's right. Because somebody woke up. And didn't feel so well. It happens. Sometimes you got to drink all the drinks with your friends. Sometimes you got to do all and the things. And sometimes it's 115 degrees out and you don't feel so great. And it takes you a little <laughs> bit to get over to the other side of the town. 
I like it when you say sometimes you have to do sometimes I or I did all the things. <laughs> I did all the things, Monty. <laughs> so I'm gonna be quiet for the prop I'm gonna say like the next like ten minutes. I'm gonna give a ten minute break here on on what you'll be hearing from me for a little bit. Because <laughs> Mary's next pick is gonna I think uh Well you gave me a bonus, which I really appreciate. You're welcome. Because I, I made you too. That's perfect. But so, I'm going to finish what you were saying. <laughs> so I'm going to step back for a moment, and you're not going to hear from me for a few, and Mary is going to go into this. It's not too much of a, a spiel, uh, but Paul McCartney put out Pure McCartney. It's a wonderful collection of, of like, they got the title right on. It's Pure McCartney. It's a collection of songs that haven't necessarily been huge hits. Um, it's not in chronological order at all, which I think is wonderful. To me, it's like reading somebody's diary up to this point. I feel like I would make this mix if I was a musician. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a, it's a true mix, which I think for a mix up with Mary and Monty, we really appreciate. Oh, yeah. um, critically speaking, I, I mean, it's been very well received and all the cool stuff he's doing. Paul McCartney is still on tour. I get in 2016, Paul McCartney is still releasing new music and has another compilation coming out. This Pure McCartney is really, I don't know how many times I can say it, but um, it's really gratifying as a McCartney fan because mm -hmm. of the deep tracks and all of the things you get to listen to. Um, our friend Matthew Robinson yep. it can attest to how wonderful it is. Yep. and It's fun. It's like a mental exercise going through all the albums and what they mean to him and I don't know. Uh, he's going to be, I think he's 72 this month, or he just turned 72. Yep. Uh, and then this album was released on the 10th as well. Um, it's just like, I don't know. There's something about it. He's a giant. He's a pop giant. He's 40, 39 tracks to go across this career. Um, but lately, 1985, which is one of those songs that's been featured on it, has been stuck in my head. And listening to it over and over in the headphones that's an incredible song. I know, you know, I know what it's like to know those deep tracks and I feel very lucky. Um, Red Rose Speedway mm -hmm. and give my regards to Broad Street, these albums and London Town. And it, it inspired me. I love going through this. And then I listened, I went back and I listened to every McCartney record in order because I'm a nerd, but it was really gratifying. And I think he doesn't get, I know this sounds weird, but sometimes I don't think he gets enough credit on the mainstream for these tracks that are phenomenal mm -hmm. and deeper. A lot of people love 1985, those diehards. Um, and so to me, this is kind of for Matthew because I think he's wonderful and he's done a lot for us. And it, it's kind of the connection I wanted to say thank you to him for all the stuff he's done for us and a nice little tribute at the end. And I want to say thank you to Paul McCartney because <laughs> I know he's listening, right? <laughs> he is he's totally, totally listening. listening. So, Anyway, thank you for allowing me that. This is a reissue that came out this year, so it kind of didn't fall on the best of, but you know this time at Christmas when we're talking about the year end, yep. I'll still be talking about oh, it. Totally. And I'll probably be playing uh, uh, Pipes Peace or something yep. or Mold of Kintyre. <laughs> so anyway, thanks, Monty. Welcome.
That's it, ladies and gentlemen. 16 tracks plus an extra to get you through summer, <laughs> to get you caught up on what maybe you haven't, you haven't, you haven't, you may have missed. And I hope you take some chances with some of the stuff that we that we put out there. Aren't really very many chances to take because I think everything's solid, yeah, solid. that we picked. Yeah. But there are a few on there that maybe might not have been in your wheel well. I hope you give it an opportunity. Let's go through a few more that made our our list. Uh, David Bowie, first week of release, first album this year. Mm-hmm. Black Star is a perfect collection and representation of a man who gave us a lot of things, and that's his parting gift. And it's a jazz record to me. We've talked about mm-hmm. it before, and we'll talk about it again, I'm sure. But Black Star is wonderful. Um, the Prince album, I didn't invest any time into, yeah. to be completely honest, but he did put it out. I listened so. to it. I thought it was um, okay. Uh, Wire put out a record this year, mm-hmm. which I like. Um, Anderson Pack, like I, I mentioned, was on my list too. The Steve Gunn record uh, is really good. PJ Harvey's okay. I mean, I love PJ Harvey. Mm-hmm. So, um, Beyonce. We didn't talk about Lemonade That's at all. Right. That that in itself is one giant piece, kind of like mm-hmm. how, like if Kanye would have done something, I feel more complete. Yeah, Beyonce did it. You know, she had the full, full visual presentation and record, and it's 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 good. Yeah. I can't deny it. It's not personally all my. It's not my thing necessarily and i'm a woman and i think i would identify with it more but anyway <laughs> Beyonce, I, I like the together with the video yeah it didn't translate for me just on an album on its well own. and that's the way i heard it i didn't yep. see the i didn't see any of the visuals i just heard the album so um sturgill simpson i i love and, and that was a good album it was different for him he's and doing something I different it, and yeah. i love his attitude about things because he's kind of like i'm gonna do what i want to do mm-hmm and don't tell me I'm the next Merle Haggard. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the one Sturgill Simpson, and I'm going to make an R and B record. And it's a sailor's guide to the earth is mm-hmm. wonderful. So it's it's an acquired taste, though. I think it's yeah yeah. Uh, Loretta Lynn put out a new album. That's right, yeah. And I love her because I love storytelling, and I love Loretta. She's just a pure, wonderful soul. Yep. Um. And no, he uh, Anna. Yeah, yeah, Anna, yeah. Anohi. Say it for me. I just say it. Anohi. Anthony and the Johnsons yeah. guy, uh-huh. now girl, now and I girl. respect yeah. the transgender. I just can't say the name correctly, so yep. I don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> it's good though. It's good though. It's great. Um, Charles Bradley. Charles Bradley. Our man, Charles man, Bradley, our, changes. Our boy. Yeah. Go buy that. Charles Bradley. I told that someone, might end up on our end of the year. So yeah, I told someone that album is everything Charles Bradley does best. Love. Loss and changes. Yeah. He's um, the donkeys really like. Uh, I think I got everything. That, uh, that was my alternates. My alternates came down to uh, a few. I had a, I'm going to say the name. I'm going to butcher the name wrong so, so much. Kavlertek. <laughs> I'm going to say it wrong, didn't I? <laughs> Give me the spelling, Monty. K V E L E R T A K. I know the metal fans out there are going to be like, "You asshole! You said that you name wrong." You don't speak Norwegian. I'm going to say it's Gvertek. Gvertak. Sure. Anyways, that album. Uh, I'm going to say the, the title wrong too. <laughs> Notsford is a really, really good metal album. Give it a chance. 
I really enjoyed Day of the Dead, the cover album for the Grateful Dead album. Oh, Grateful yeah. Dead stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's it was a lot fun. Of fun. So that's uh, Courtney Barnett doing, um, what did she do? Oh, she did, I, well, the War the war on Drugs did Touch of Grey, which I yeah. thought was great. Jim Jim James did Candyman. Uh, National did Peggy O. Peggy Courtney Barnett did a New Speedway Boogie. Yes. Mumford and Sons did Friend of the Devil, which I thought was really fun as well too. Right, it's just it's just fun. It's, it's a good fun. cover album yeah. with people who you can tell really liked, really enjoy Grateful Dead. Um, I enjoyed Rory, All We Need, hip hop, mm-hmm. kind of a like a spoken word album. Mr. Liff had a new album called Don't Look Down that was actually really good. Odyssey came out with an all instrumental called The Odd Tape that I thought was pretty good. Rogue Wave came out with a good album called Delusions of Grand Fur. Mm-hmm. Kamea, A Good Night in the Ghetto, is almost made the list. Yeah. Kamea is <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, Gregory Porter for the jazz fans, he came out with a good album. Um, Music Soul Child had a new album called Life on Earth that I thought was really, really good. Uh, let's see, what else? I, I mentioned Lost Themes already, the John Carpenter album. Royce to Five Nine came out with Layers, which is another solid hip hop album. Yeah, it's been quite a good, quite a good year, I yeah. think, so far. Oh, uh, um, f- uh, Flatbush Zombies, Three Thousand One, A Laced Odyssey was something I thought was going to be absolutely terrible. Yeah, and then someone gave me gave me like a couple of tracks off of it, and I'm like, this is actually pretty good. I really <laughs> oh, um, John Doe, John Doe put John out Doe the Westerner, West. and I really yeah, like yeah. that. That's very. Uh, it's like listening to a, um, oh, why can't I think? Uh, <laughs> Grapes of Wrath author. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> my brain's dead it. on a Sunday. But anyway, it's, it. it's like a visual of John something. <laughs> John yeah. Doe. Those were all solid ones. You know, that uh, Y Oak had a new one oh, as yeah. well, too. Tween that I thought was uh, pretty good. Is it Twin Peaks this year? Is Twin Peaks... That album from Twin Peaks this year? I'm not sure. Was that, or was it last year? But last year, I thought, maybe. But it's still good. Go buy it, yeah. people. A lot That's of good, good stuff out there. You know, I think uh, if you have suggestions for us, if you think we missed anything, don't hesitate to send us a message on social media. And thank you to the person out there that requested the 360. Monty's 360. It's coming. I'm going to put it out there. It'll be on our Facebook page probably in the next week or so. Yay. So 360, no explanations. I didn't go into deep explanations. Just a list of 360 ranked songs by yours truly. It's pretty fucking impressive for anyone to do that effort. So, And if you want like the 360 on a yearly basis, let me know because it does change on a yearly basis. You should call it 365 then. 365. Monty's 365. I should do that, huh? Yeah. Add five more songs. That's 365 days a year. That's right? true. Yeah. So do it, Monty. Right. Sounds good. You guys just um, just got to be a part of a marketing meeting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in with us again. Drink lots of water if you're in Arizona. If you're not in Arizona, I hope you're somewhere cool. Um, and yeah, have a great summer. We'll be back quick because we have a have we already be. have our next out our next uh, our next topic picked, and that will be out pretty quickly. So we're gonna hopefully give you a little bit more consistency with what we're putting out, and uh, hopefully give you a lot more stuff to listen to. Suggestions. We are always open to suggestions That's, as well huh. too. Go to your record store, 
support your local record store. So, so support your indie artists that are local as well too. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Find an air-conditioned venue to watch an artist with or go sweat. I won't be there with you. So, <laughs> I am Monty. And I am Mary. Have a good one. Bye.